One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan for Dave Callens. Hey. And Robert Timothy. Woohoo! Saying welcome back. We're so sorry that we were gone for a week. Yeah. And we really want to get better about uh, compiling some best of episodes. I know the last one. Dave uh, and I technically taped an intro to a, la- a best of episode. We just never got any best of episodes to put with it. You guys just have the same access to the, to the clips I have. <laughs> I know. It's almost like you should have participated. <laughs> so on the way over here, okay, I'm on the freeway. Car that's obviously about to make a wrong turn onto a different freeway that he's not supposed to be on. He has got the blinker on. He's in that little painted triangle that separates mm-hmm. him, you know? Yep. I slow my car down, because he's fucked. I slow my car down a good 20 miles an hour. Let him in. No fucking thank you, Wave. He is so goddamn lucky I had a podcast to be at, because if <laughs> I do something so generous and human, like stopping my car to save you from fucking yourself any further, and you don't so much as put up that standard fucking thank you hand, I will trail you back to your house, into your driveway, and I will beat you to death in front of your kids <laughs> with a rubber hose I keep in my back fucking seat. I just see him holding up the severed arm to himself. Oh, that's all I wanted the whole time. It was just this acknowledgement. You're not wrong. No, Ryan follows him. I was like, oh, you don't have kids? I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking frustrating move. But here's the thing. There's two types of people, and I never know which one it is. Some people are just fucking rude, like I'm not going to wave. But some people are convinced they pulled it off of their own skill. Oh, that makes it so much worse. I know. I didn't think of that. I know. Like, well, you would have not gotten in were it not for me. You didn't fucking pull this off. You'd be on the 163 freeway heading towards Escondido if it weren't for the dudes, Meister, (laughs) you fucking selfish (laughs) son of a bitch. And he's lucky it was Ryan, because I'll tell you what, you're behind Robert Timothy. Robert Timothy believes in consequences, okay? If if you've gotten in the wrong lane and you're going out, I'll slow down to box you out, motherfucker. That's a solid line. That's a solid line. You're not crossing back over you should have paid fucking attention oh. and the world isn't based around you no, so when you make a mistake everybody else doesn't pay for it you pay for it stick in the fucking lane motherfucker. No, no, there are situations i know ryan you disagree but there are situations where that is 100 called for yes like you can tell when yep. someone's just being a lazy dick absolutely and, like, no, fuck you, box and you i can also tell the difference between somebody who feels entitled to i made a mistake i'm gonna shoot across eight lanes maybe hit somebody but i don't want to pay the consequences and i made a mistake fuck let me see if i can fix it the second one i'm gonna let you in because you you know you're driving in such a way of like how do you know because of how they're driving if they're no, driving you can tell yeah if you're you driving with the assumption that oh well I'm in the wrong place everybody better get out of the way so I can move into the place I need to be fuck that guy I'm boxing him out <laughs> I've done it so many times I can't tell you how much pleasure I take in the frustrated face Dude, of that narcissistic I driver that. next there's to me. an entrance onto the 94 that yeah. I used to go to uh, to Madhouse uh-huh. uh, off Home Avenue I think and so. There's been plenty of times where a car, there's two lanes going in, and then on the entrance ramp narrows to one lane. Yeah. Plenty of times where a car speeds up to get in front of me on the entrance lane, then doesn't speed up to get on the freeway. Yeah. I'm like, you know where you're going, right? Right. Like, what the? So that fucking pisses me off. So when I get on the freeway, I zoom out around him, and I box him out. So Because <laughs> fuck that dude. You got yes. in front of me, and then you fucked me. Fuck you. Yes, absolutely. I've been more and more, the more time I spend in traffic, the more I realize you can tell so much about a person based on how they drive. <laughs> like, so much. Like, the, there was somebody who's driving by me today that was just on the freeway, changing lanes in traffic, no turn signal, 75 miles an hour, just kind of weaving in and out. And I was like... Oh, that was me. 
I was like, I'm, I'm gonna. Sorry. If I didn't have some place to go right now, I would drive up alongside you and throw a harpoon through your driver's <laughs> side window. I will harpoon your fucking ass, <laughs> take you down, and never let you drive. You see, again. Bobby, that right there is one of the things that surprises me most about you mm. is that you don't have a series of little rascal like uh, uh, projectile weapons <laughs> attached to your car. Every time I'm driving with you, yeah. I expect you to like hit a button and deploy tacks <laughs> or, or like a grease foam that turns the, the freeway into like sure. a, the consistency of black ice yeah. and the guy behind you just starts spiraling out of control. How do you not have that fucking tethered to your vehicle? It's, so it's you think. just got a new car, isn't well, it? Well, it's <laughs> a time. I got, I got some broken pieces of uh, spark plug ceramic for window breaking. Those I are, remember. Those are in the car just in case. My first First car that I bought, I did put a few of those like James Bond things that we built into it, and uh, let me just say, awful fun, awful fun, all right, all right. dude. I, I had a car uh, some years ago that had the as Brian Simpson famous called them the not buttons, where if you don't spring for the upgrades, it's just mm-hmm. an empty yes, button sure. that doesn't do anything or say anything. I made like little stickers for those that were like explosion uh, homing <laughs> missile. It's just fun. It's kind of relieving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have that. But well, Ryan, I want to go back. Your, your original point was they didn't wave. No. But here's the thing. It doesn't take any effort. It's amazing how much the wave can assuage that anger. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, like, here's a Look at me. My blood pressure's through the roof. Yeah. But it's amazing. Like, if someone cut me off, I'd be fucking furious. You would, too. Of course. But if someone, like, I was getting on the freeway a while ago, and someone was in the lane to not get on the freeway, but need to get on. So we're stopped at a light. He rolls down his window, gets my attention. Hey, I fucked up. Can I get in front of you? I was oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yes. If he had cut me off, I would have followed him and murdered him right. like Ryan's plans. <laughs> right. But since he asked me, I'm like, oh, absolutely. But not no just problem asked. at all. Look Please, at what he did. go ahead. He first acknowledged that he was the one who made the mistake, right? He didn't go, fucking street, I'm in the wrong life. He said, I fucked up. Can I get in front of you? There's something about that admission that makes you go like, oh, yeah, totally. All that anger's gone. And I'm sorry, <laughs> just the simple act of waving. Now, me, with my thank you wave, when someone helps me, I go out the window, <laughs> up above. I make sure they see it. Brian's but, got the Miss America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll no, do all of them. He follows them home. He thanks them, <laughs> shakes their hand. I give them a handy in the right the driveway yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of their kids. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> anyways, but no, uh, but you know what? I'm fine with the in the car, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. hand up. Even yeah, if they yeah. got tinted windows, I look for it. Yeah, that is so amazing how much that little gesture oh, yeah, will take me from. Hey man, we're all on this planet together to uh, banging a fucking machete outside my sunroof, yelling, "I'll kill you all! You think you're better than me?" So, uh, anyways, oh. moving on. I uh, went to so fucking wave, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me that wave. You never know if it's gonna be me behind you. Uh, so, took the wife to Vegas for her uh, birthday. I was out there. I was thinking about something. I've been going to Vegas my entire adult life. And, you know, I remember clearly thinking in my 20s, like, oh, man, better get this in now because when I'm 30, I'm going to be too old to enjoy it. Or uh, I, had that th- I had that thought process about everything when I was 20. And I blame pe- older people I talked to at the time. They'd be like, dude, live it up right now because your 20s are your last time to be happy. Like, that, like, so many guys told me that. Like, just It's not that your 20s are your last time to be happy, but certainly different things make you happy. Right, that's what I was going to say. Is like, there's, there's different... I, I understand that about Vegas, but as you get older, there's different parts of Vegas that you'll enjoy yeah, that int- you weren't into back well, when you were younger. We used to do when we were 21. We would do the like we would do like seven days in Vegas at a cheap yeah, hotel, gambling party all every night, night long. Like, now it's like let me float in the lazy river yeah. at the hotel. Okay, cool. well, let, let me, me. That's my point. Let me just break this down because I was thinking about it right, right now, and what it really finally occurred to me is, for me at least, for me, 
my 20s were just something I had to get through to get to the fun time in life. <laughs> like, I, like, people that lament for their 20s, for me, I don't know what kind of trust fund they had, <laughs> but when I was in my 20s, I was always broke. I was in a constant search to get girls to varying degrees of success. <laughs> I'm like, dude, when I really think about it, my 20s were my hardest time. I was either always broke or when I finally did start making good money, I was adjusting to the fact that like all my freedom was gone in exchange yeah. for money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it was it was one or the other. Now is the best time. So that being said, I'm going to break down an average trip to Vegas when I was 21 versus 33. Okay. I'll go I'm going to do 33 first, okay? All right. All right. So um, first of all, uh, accommodations. Uh, when I go now with my wife, Sweet at the Rio. That's our spot. Nice. We have Sweet at the Rio. This this pastime was a little bigger than I usually opt for because it, it was her birthday. So we got like the pres- presidential suite with the wow. many rooms and a bar. And Saw the a, video. It looked awesome. Jacuzzi tub and, and panoramic windows. Yeah. That's a little more than we usually get, but not by much. I, I I need at least a suite when I go to Vegas with at least like a separate, you know, living area, like a couch and a, a wow. table. Side note, so, yeah. uh, the comments on the video you posted, because you posted a video of the room, which was yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Some of the comments were like, Wow, that life on the road as a comic must be amazing. Oh yeah, <laughs> people thought that was like his standard. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh no 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 no. When I oh. travel, I am at the super eight. That's when I'm doing it to the nines. Forgive the. To be, to be fair, you're in a shipping container in the parking lot of the super eight. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. dolled it up though. I mean, and they put a sink like, in there. They go there. Release the headliner. They lift up the gate. <laughs> By the way, even when I do casinos and they put me up in the resort, it is the most basic room they can possibly give me. It's still usually a good room, but it's four walls, a bed, and a TV. Oh, we have to let them stay here? Okay. Yeah, they're not like, oh, well, let's put them up in the presidential suite, of course. (laughs) No, no, no. So anyways, that was that. But all right, so but when I go out to Vegas for vacation, not for performing, suite at the Rio, or or at least a junior suite at the Golden Nugget or something like that, 21. Six grown ass men showing yep. one room at the fucking circus, circus, ghetto ass hotel. Or whatever hotel that I went on Travelocity and they said $31 if you yes. order it right now. All right, guys, we can get two on the bed. They'll bring in a cot. Yeah. Uh, you can take all the extra pillows and lay on the floor on that. There's hey, a by chair the way, when they bring up, the, by the way, when they get here to bring up that cot, no, no one can be in the room. They right. can't know that seven dudes right. are staying here. So, and that was another thing. Like, if you were going to get laid, which happens sometimes when you're out there, you need to go to their room. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, so I had a girl flat out be at the pool be like, let's go back to your room. I'm like, let's go back to yours. She's like, my hotel's like uh, um, two miles away from here. I'm like, let's go back to yours. I'll buy the cab. Yeah. I, I remember a trip like that. A friend of mine got married, like a fake marriage. And so we went off to Vegas to go do it. He was the thing where he's in the military. And yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went off to go do that. And, uh, we stayed in a room, and this is how we decided how many people we would bring. One of our friends was able to get a hold of a 15-passenger van. So we decided the room would be way cheaper if we got 14 dudes to all split the room, went up to one of those like Motel 6 rooms, and then you got to do the thing where you're not allowed to have 14 people right. stay in a room, so you slowly come in in oh, yeah. groups. Yeah, like, in, yeah. Oh, yeah, we just need three room cards. All right, you're in this guy's group. You're in this guy's yeah. group. You're in this guy's group. Yep. And you slowly grow up. I ended up sleeping in the bathtub. Yes. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, dude, yeah. as a comic, I sleep in the bathtub all the time. But, but, yeah. but that's at least for work. At right. Least, at least also I, by choice. Uh, 
at least I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to clear more money if I sleep in the tub and I'm on the road. But like, that was like vacation. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm vacationing in the yes, tub. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh, and 20s. we would, this and is you me could, getting away from it all. And you could stay seven days, pool partying all day, partying at the club all night, doing the whole nine yards. You can do that for like six, seven days when you're 21. Yeah. And when you're in your 30s, you get there and by the second day, you're like, I'm kind of ready to go home. And you're in your 20s, the hotel room was simply functional. Yeah. yeah. I need a place to close my eyes for a few hours. Yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah but, but you, you wouldn't want to be there. Like when you, But anyways, all right, so that's number one. Uh, number two. 33, we stay at State Line the night before, like I told you yep. guys. Like, yep. you know, we, we uh, lose 100 bucks first night gambling. That's just, like, what I plan on losing. Mm. Like, yeah, let me throw 100 bucks down. The, the next night, I want 100 bucks back. I'm like, I'm even. I'm quitting now. Yes. Uh, 21. $100 after the room was paid for was my budget for the entire trip. That yeah. was like, yeah. all right, we're going down to Fremont Street because I heard they have $1 margaritas. Hey, yeah. Check out gonna... the baller here. $100 fucking dollars. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come <laughs> on. Three days in Vegas? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I'm like, All right, now we're going over to the Gold Nugget. I heard they got a $2 buffet. <laughs> all right, then we're going to cross town because I heard they have $5 blackjack. Yeah. We were doing $100. And by the way, what uh, one dude will always blow his whole budget the first night. Yes. Yeah. There would always be one guy, and he was usually the guy who fancied himself Mr. Las Vegas to all the rest uh. of you. At least that was it was in my group. Like, he'd be like, all right, guys, we go out to Vegas. Let me make the bets for you guys. All right, this is my town, kind of. Like, he'd been there once, you know? Yeah. Like, like, all right, so don't make a bet unless I tell you to make the bet, okay? And, and, and by the way, no one's playing vacuum, and I'm going to play vacuum. So, also, uh, when he loses all his money, he's like, hey, man, give me five bucks. I got a good feeling about this machine. That, that was night number that was morning number one. Like, we drive <laughs> through the night. Yeah, so that's another thing. So uh, 33, like I said, drive out, stay at a nice room at State Line, uh, and then uh, wake up a half an hour from Vegas. The day of the, the, mm. the trip uh, commences, refreshed and ready to go. Uh, 21. Drink all night at a bar in, like, Newport Beach and then get in the car irresponsibly at, like, 2 a.m., drive into Vegas, make it there by 9 a.m., not be able to check into our hotel. Right. So you just sleep in a van all together, just miserable. Oh, yeah. Forgetting yeah. That, that the desert heat is way different than Beach City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, we, we did it. We used to plan it where the last night, to be cheaper, we wouldn't get a hotel room the last night. We'd all show back up to the van, shit house, and pass out in the van until somebody woke up who was sober enough to start <laughs> the drive home. Yeah. As opposed to 33, wake up in the hotel tell you yep. paid for it have a nice brunch and then go oh by the way we got a uh, late checkout ah! <laughs> next one next one uh 33 utilize the free valet parking that every single hotel mm -hmm. offers uh throw you know throw your baggage handle and everything uh some tips have the bags sent up to the room 21 in the interest of saving 16 dollars mm -hmm. Self parking across the street in the uh, in the in, in the parking structure, and then lugging a giant igloo cooler full of ice and beers yep. and twenty six bags all the way up in the Vegas heat by yourself, breaking in, uh, a handle of booze in the process <laughs> and looking like you're some sort of circus high wire act in the all the way up. Oh, that's um. By the way, you talk about self parking. I 100% will drive to Vegas over flying to Vegas. Yeah. A lot of my friends are like, oh, it's such a short flight. It's super cheap. I'm like, fuck that. Because driving, first of all, I just enjoy the drive. But secondly, 
You can take anything you want. Yes. When That's, I was married, yeah. my wife was, uh, she wasn't a pothead, but she smoked weed all the time. Yeah, yeah. We would throw a couple bongs in the trunk. Yeah. You know, we could just take that with us. Yeah, the, yeah. the plane, and then when you count up the plane stuff, it's like, yeah, it might be kind of quicker, but it might not be, because it depends how long it takes you to get through security. How early do you have to get to the airport? Right. Yeah, it's an hour and 10 flight or something like that, but like or like maybe an hour and a half or something. But how long do you have to get there early? Then you have to park at your least car. one hour. Yeah, and then you have to get to the new place and go get an Uber. And it's yeah. like, but all- even if it was quicker, yeah. I would still opt to drive just because I can leave when I want. Yeah. I'm not on their fucking schedule. Me, I can take all the drugs. shit I want. Yeah, yeah, purely drugs for me. Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> Thirty three. Get whatever groovy drugs you want for to make your Vegas experience better. Uh, you get the money to do so. That's fantastic. And then you and the person you brought have sex maybe like 80% of the time you're nice. there. Uh, 21. Desperately trying to score a nug of weed from someone on the strip <laughs> and hoping it wasn't a cop <laughs> or what else, whatever right. else you were trying to score, and then just basically begging women for sex at the bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I got laid a third of the time I went there. And the rest yeah. of the time, by the way, that's another thing as you go as a young man, if you don't get laid, you would just go home feeling like you failed. Like, <laughs> oh, why did I even go? Why did I even I could have go? gone to VA Hots. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know about you guys, but um, Vegas, even in my 20s, I fucking loved it. It's a fun town for about 56 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Once I cross that line, I'm like, get me the fuck yeah. out of here. Even in my 20s, I could do like two days and then <laughs> yeah. fucking get me right, the fuck right. out of here. I don't think I ever stayed for more than two days in my 20s. When my wife and I stay for three, we've, I don't think we've ever stayed more than three, we need one night of recouping. And yeah. then, that, like, so we'll do like one where we'll really go hard. Then we'll like kind of just stay around the hotel. And then we'll do the last night and then we'll go home just wrecked. And, like, like yeah. the thought of staying a fourth day oh, gives yeah. me the pee shivers oh, yeah. up my spine. And another thing about Vegas, like, I don't know what it, what it was, but when we first moved here, me and Sherry first moved here a long time ago, we had jobs, you know, not like nine to fives, but I was working at a hospital as an orderly. Uh, she was doing science shit, whatever the fuck she did. <laughs> uh, but we went to Vegas, no, no lie, the first two years, we went to Vegas four times a year just for like a weekend wow. trip, whatever. And then as time went on, it was less, like three times that one year, then two times a year. Now I haven't gone in a couple years, and I'm like, now is the time I could go. Like, I don't have yeah, a regular... Yeah. I could yeah, go right. all the time, but I fucking don't. That, that's the thing is, uh, everything about Vegas that you love right when you get there just drives you insane by day number three. Oh, yeah. The, 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 you first get there, some lady at the hotel's like, would you like a complimentary cocktail? Like, oh, oh. how nice! Elvis impersonator runs up like, what's up, mama? Like, let me get a picture. <laughs> and then, But day, day three, complimentary. I'm like, I am gonna throw up on you <laughs> if you show me that fucking drink one more time. Get that the fuck out of my face. What? What's up, mama? Give it a fucking rest, guy. You've wasted your life. What are you, 50? You know he died on a fucking toilet, right? You want that for yourself? Is that what you're trying to get? Here's another thing about Vegas that I always found (laughs) confusing. All right? Anytime you're there, and you will see this in San Diego or any other tourist destination, but, I mean, I don't hang out resorts when I hear I live here, but when you go to Vegas, you will always see... The family from Ohio that's all traveling together, yeah. and you all you can think is, why did you do this? Why? None of you look happy. Right. Yeah. Let me paint this picture for you, because I see no less than 12 of these every time I go. Number one, there, there's, there's uh, about eight of them probably sharing two adjoined rooms. So yeah. it's not too different from my 21-year-old uh, Ryan story, but it's a family. They're not all there partying and doing blow in the bathroom. There's just fucking eight miserable people yeah. just into two adjoined. And just for good measure, 
This guy has decided to bring his wife's parents, who have not stopped calling him a cheapskate <laughs> the entire time, just for extra misery. So there's about three kids, this guy, his wife, the in-laws, and they're just fucking mad. This guy, first of all, he's from Ohio, so every he cannot purchase anything in Vegas sure. without loudly lamenting, oh, Jesus Christ, $12 for a Bud Light? Where I'm from, these are only $2. You're in a hotel this destination, you fucking asshole. But, but flip side of that, they fucking love like the Vegas merch. Like They'll go to the oh. hotel gift shop and be like, oh, look at this cool Vegas t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Earrings that are dice, honey. Are they classy <laughs> or what? Yeah. Now we're going to look like celebrities when we go home. Yeah, it's like if they hold up the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like, what, that time you took a sip of a martini by the pool? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we, we, were stay, we were posted up next to such family yeah. uh, at the uh, the pool in Rio. Oh, that's amazing. At the Rio. And so this family, all right, first of all, this guy, uh, standard farmer's tan, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got one tattoo. He's got one visible tattoo. Anyone can guess it? I, I'm going to go with Tasmanian Devil something. <laughs> uh, Calvin peeing on something. <laughs> Tribal armband. Okay. Ah, nice. <laughs> but I know you guys were almost there, yeah. but you know what? <laughs> if it wasn't that, it would have been the two right. things that you guys just described. All right. So, so the tribal arm band included the Tasmanian <laughs> Devil and Calvin peeing Calvin on was something. peeing on him. <laughs> Calvin was peeing on the tribal arm band to, to signify what we did to tribes in this country. Right. Because fuck them. This is our land. We're white. It's very open-minded of him. Uh, so uh, then, <laughs> then the pinch off uh, brim hat with the yep. Nebraska corn huskers or whatever mm. the fuck was on there. And then he had a witty, mm, witty t-shirt. Can anyone guess what it said? Did is he just buy it in Vegas or was this an Ohio uh, bring along? You know what? I don't know. Okay, so it didn't have anything okay. to do with Vegas. No. Okay. No, but it was very witty. Very witty. It, it, oh, uh, I got it. Uh, I'm with stupid with an arrow pointing to his dick. Ah, pretty good. You know what? Dave... Close. <laughs> Close. Uh, Bobby? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go one of the I'd rather be fishing. <laughs> See, that's not witty enough. It's not yeah. edgy enough. I'm going to let you go again. I'm going to tell you it was edgy. Okay. Right? It was edgy. <laughs> okay, so take another try knowing that it was mm, edgy. <laughs> take my wife. Please. Ooh, you know, also <laughs> close. Also close. Okay, so we're, uh, we're, we're, we're in the pool. Uh, Aaron sees the shirt. She sees it because the, the, these kids are going fucking ape shit in this pool, just literally just sitting there screaming. Yeah, and um, not like fun screaming, just like ah! just 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 can't handle life. You know what you do? You show up, you go by the parents, and you go, "We know, we have kids too." Just so you know, a uh, really easy way to keep them stop screaming. They can't scream underwater. <laughs> so Aaron sees the shirt, and she goes, "All right, I only saw the top part of that guy's shirt. It says I'm not gay." But there's more to it, uh, and so I took a little. It, there could we just count back from Pride? It could be I'm not gay, but I'm an ally. It yeah. could be a lot of things. <laughs> I, I, I kind of swim over. She's like, "Babe, don't." I'm like, "No, I gotta see it." <laughs> so I just swim over to his section, and I just I was like, "Fuck it!" I just stood up and looked at his shirt. I'm not gay, but twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You should, Wait, have, you should, you should, yeah, you should have, him, you you should have, have approached it very aggressively with a $20 bill. <laughs> Legally, this is a contract. Whatever I do to you after I give you this $20 is your own fault. <laughs> that guy just he told me oh, everything God. I need to know about him. That guy has eight bar jokes memorized, and he always acts like he wrote them and made them up the on the spot. The thing about that shirt, too, is he thinks that he's quote-unquote woke. Yeah, because right, it's right. technically it's not an anti-gay shirt. So I he's like, hey, I, I, 
I'm just, cool. I'm I don't hip. know about that. I I kind of feel like maybe he's not that side of it. I want to know how he explains that shirt to his kids, though. Like at some point, they're at the breakfast table, and Billy. You think goes, his kids can read? <laughs> <laughs> Dream on. They're only ten. <laughs> and Billy's like, "I'm not gay," <laughs> but I, Dad, what does that mean? And like, does he laugh it off, or does he like, "Well, son, the joke is that I'd probably take one for twenty bucks, but." It, the joke is faggots take it in the mouth for money. <laughs> uh, oh, and by the way, as, I, as I'm passing him to go back to the bar to get my little frozen drink there, which I kind of like, um, I hear him, uh, there's a, at the Rio, very cute women in bikinis serving drinks. All right? mm-hmm. The waitresses are all in skinny right. bathing suits. One passes by, unabashedly like turns his whole head, just cranes his neck to what, you know, that, that whole look. And all of a sudden turns to his brother-in-law or whoever was sitting next to him getting wasted on blood lights and being in the pool. He goes, hey, you know what I call chicks like that? My future ex-wife. <laughs> and like was so fucking proud of himself. And again, like, you know what I call chicks like that? You know what I made up on the spot just now? I, w- I wanted to kick him in the back of the head into the pool. I would give you pretty good odds that the guy he said that to was a complete stranger. Because he's <laughs> that type of dude yeah. to just be like, you're going to bond with me over this fucking witty, misogynist <laughs> thing. I just He's the same guy who throws in, that's what she said, like he came up with it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but anytime I see that whole family, I'm always like, why are you here? None of you look You know happy. why they're here? They are victims of marketing. It's their own fault, but they're yeah. victims of marketing. All this ads and all this shit is like, hey, you know what's a great fun spot for a family? Vegas. Yeah. And even though they're miserable, they still believe it. Yeah. They're going to talk about this trip the rest of their fucking lives when they don't have any other vacation because they can't afford it. Yeah. But here's, but here's the other reason. Okay, think about it. You're driving cross-country. There is a huge blank spot of nothingness in the middle, right? There is this spot where it's like, oh, you're coming from Oklahoma and you want to go out to L.A. for a family vacation? It's going to take you more than one day. And where the fuck are you going to stop? Henderson? Like, what's your other game destination? Well, no, I have the, I am of the belief that they flew. They did not drive. Why did no, you oh, they drive? No, they see? flew. They spent their nuts. Yeah, they wow. were. No way they're going to drive. people on Delta Airlines. Yeah. And they went to Vegas and they went, we're going to have a great time. The parents are going to party. The kids are going to have a great time at the pool. And just no one's happy. The fucking wow. kids can't do anything there. Like, when I was a kid, they were still trying to push that whole, like, it's a family destination yep. now. It's not what it was in the 80s. There's hardly any mob influence anymore. <laughs> and, like, when I went there, it was kind of cool. Like, the, the, the pool all day was cool to me as a kid. Right. And every uh, uh, casino had an arcade, a coin-op arcade for kids in there. Which was better than any arcade back home. Oh, Those yeah. are all gone now. I yeah. don't know why. Um, but uh, and you know, then my dad would take me to the Little Caesars gift shop and get me a tacky thing made of amethyst or whatever. Yeah, it's just not like that anymore. Like kids are, uh, kids are aware that they have nothing to do there. Yeah. and can't go anywhere except like the, once the pool is done for the day, they're fucking stuck up there in that hotel room, and they're gonna make their lo- their fucking parents fucking miserable for it. Oh yeah, and so yeah, they're fucking just like I can see the regret on this dude's face. Like I saved, it took me three years to save a thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's gone now. And my kids have st- stopped complaining. My wife's not stopped complaining. I haven't stopped complaining because I did not realize everything would be three times more than it is in Ohio out here, and my in-laws have not stopped bitching. Here's why this is shitty parenting, right? So here's why. 
if you get the idea, we're gonna go do the adult thing and the kids will just go along, that never fucking works. You're no. an adult. You can kind of have fun at a kid's place if it's geared towards it and you want to, right? So like, you're gonna go out with your wife and drink a few beers. All right, cool. Are you really gonna go out to the clubs? Probably not. You're a guy in your 40s from Ohio, right? Like, <laughs> what do you need? You need a swimming pool, you need some booze, and you need to be around your family. Great. Vegas isn't a great place. You know what is? They have like giant indoor water parks in Orange County where you can go and yeah. stay for like weeks and the kids can run around. It's locked in. It's like Chuck E. Cheese. The kids can't get out without like yeah. an adult with them. <laughs> they can run up eight stories up and down. They have water slides and water parks. Meanwhile, you sit around, and drink beer with your wife and there's professional people to watch your kids and make sure they don't drown, that's the way you do it. Yes, you do it in a place that's set up for kids <laughs> and you do your own thing yeah. at the kids' place. And there's place. a thousand places like that, but the people that say, hey, we can still have an adult time even with yeah. kids, you're fooling yourself yeah. and you're just going to blow a bunch of money being upset. Yeah. But also, gambling's a big draw. This is the same people that play scratchers all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're going to Vegas. Mm. He could win it all. He could fucking win big. He's not going to. Yeah. But for the rest of his life, he could have. You know, he's not. Man, like, I was so close to hitting that jackpot. He's not like Ryan Shores that spent uh, his whole life five hours from Vegas and win a bunch and knows knows that that no one leaves with money. <laughs> I left. I, I broke. Like I said, I broke even and left feeling like I won a nut. Yeah. So like the, this guy, having never been to a casino. He's got like, like Chevy Chase and Vegas vacation mentality where yeah. in his head, the whole plane ride, like that slot machine is paying out. Yeah. The dealer is pushing a mountain of chips yeah. towards him and he's just sitting there with his eyes crossed going, it's really happening. No, not just that. As miserable as this family was, and I don't mean this guy specifically, but this type of guy you're describing. Oh yeah, because they're all over They're going to remember this vacation as positive as they remember having sex with that chick they coerced into sex in high school. <laughs> like, oh, no, she totally wanted it. It was great. She loved it. Like, this vacation is the same type. Of, oh, yeah, it was fucking great. She was crying the whole time because it was better than she thought it was going to be. <laughs> exactly. I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, gambling is kind of a tax on the mathematically illiterate. If you think about it, that's what it is. Because... Of course. If you know the odds, like if you take graduate level statistics, there's no way you gamble because you understand that the odds are against you. And it's just silly. Why? This isn't even fun. I could go do a fun thing and pay less money to do so. Literally, it is just a tax that we put on people who can't understand the math behind the game that they're supposedly playing. So they don't know. They just want to go up and throw some dice and yeah. everybody yells and has fun. But that's why when I do gamble, I, I gamble a, at the small tables at games where I might win or lose right. a little time because it's entertaining for yeah. a few hours. Right. I can but make that, a lot of money last a little while. But then you're not the victim of gambling, right? So the victim of gambling is the person who loses a bunch of money because they have no idea what they're fucking doing because yeah. they just came there and they think, oh, well, this looks easy. That guy just did it. I'll put five grand down, not realizing I, five grand is not what they have to bet. But Vegas goes, they know that, and they go so hard on that. When a while ago, maybe 10, 20 years ago, they installed those things on the roulette wheels telling you what the last 10 or so numbers uh, that yeah. hit were. Yeah. Because people see that like, oh, 20 hasn't hit in a while. Yeah. I'm going to hit, or oh, 30s hit so many times. Like, Which yeah. is the stupidest fucking idea. These people don't get mute. But they like, fall for it. Yeah. They That's don't get why Vegas variables. Did that. And by the way, anytime I've ever seen a guy on a big vacation with a lot of kids and a lot of family, I always see him doing this, screaming in their faces, we're here to have fun! <laughs> we're making memories! <laughs> we are making memories! And if you all start having fun right now, I will smack you each in your fucking face! <laughs> Becca, stop fucking crying! And I'm like, you did everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is the antithesis of what you wanted, right. and you spent a lot of no, money. What you gotta do is take a video of that, and then when he's done, you'll be like, that was a great memory. I'll send this to you. What's your <laughs> yeah, email? Yeah. So I uh, did a corporate gig um, last night. Ooh, how yeah. was it? Oh, no, two nights ago. 
Um, it was, uh, well, I told you that the lead up to this was, um, you know, at a corporate gig, it's not for our listeners that aren't familiar with comedy. Uh, when you do a corporate gig as a comic, you're not really doing your act. Yep. You know, you, you, you got to you do everything clean. You can and do trim. pieces of it. You can do pieces of your act that you find appropriate for the setting. Right. But really, the move, the move to do is to find out about the people that work there, about the company, and write material specifically tailored for that. And it's almost like acting. Like yeah. you're using your skill set to be something to else. Be someone else. And, and, and uh, any. Uh, I'll just use the term fan of mine that that would ever saw me in a club or bar and went, oh, I like that guy. I'm going to go take a peek at his yeah. corporate act. You would see a totally different yeah. guy there. He'd be back yelling, sell out. He, and you would probably had every right to. He'd also, be right. You'd be surprised at the things they limit you on. I got to do a few corporate gigs for like CRM firms and stuff around the, uh, San Diego. And when they watch your set, they'll, they'll like watch a tape and then they'll tell you what they don't like and stuff. And there were jokes that had no offensive material, like no curse words, no nothing, no sexual innuendos that they were like, we need you to scrap this because it's not with our values, like our corporate values. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's not just yeah. what you would think where you have to go clean, which is like a like a clean show. It's like clean and then specifically some jokes that are clean are still not allowed. Right. Yeah. And you got to be a consummate professional for this because they the reason you do corporate gigs as a comic is they pay... About oh, 20 lots. times yeah. what a normal spot pays for, like, you know, a couple hours of work. I'm going to make more doing stand-up than someone is in their day job today, yep. and that's an awesome feeling. But you have to be a professional, so got to wear the suit, and people ask you for things. You gotta, you, yes, you, you can't just be the degenerate, chain-smoking, drug-using person that a comic usually is at clubs. Yep. So uh, one aspect of that that I always forget... now. All the rest of this shit I got down pat. Like when that, when I'm speaking to them on the phone, when they're uh, uh, when they're thinking about hiring me, you know, I tr- treat it like a job interview. I told them my skill set, you know, all this stuff. But one thing I always forget is that they're going to ask for a contract and an invoice. Like I fucking have that <laughs> shit. Like when I do my road gigs and even tours, like, like I just show up, and if they don't pay me money, I shake them down. But like uh, they're like, oh, it's written in crayon. It says me talk funny long time. <laughs> You know what? You're not wrong, Bobby. Like, all of a sudden, they're like, all right, we're going to hire you for this amount. I see the zeros. I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I got him. I got him. Like, of course, we we just did your performance contract and, of course, a uh, professional invoice. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally have done. You'll hear from my barrister soon. I'll just uh, have my representation send that right over. Uh, just uh, Meanwhile, yeah, I'm like Googling templates. It's like that scene in Goodwill Hunting when Ben Affleck goes to meet the lawyers yeah. in an ill-fitting suit. Just yeah. being like, retainer. <laughs> we need a retainer. So, no, seriously, I'm staring at a Microsoft Word document with a little cursor blinking. Yeah. I'm like, I show up <laughs> and uh, I talk for one hour. If I'm not funny, you still pay me. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was trying to use legal language, but he didn't know what to put it. So he's like, the plaintiff will show up to perform at the venue. <laughs> Heretofore, writ of corpus. Uh, yeah, but I'm trying to sound professional. I'm like, but it's clearly a word document. Uh, the end might have just said, might as well have just said, sign here, I guess. <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, give me money. And they're like, invoice, please. I'm like, I'm like I was like, Ryan Shores, dot, 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 dot. This many dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and I just handed it. it. Just it just says my name and the and the money we agreed on. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> I suppose. 
They're like, I, what do you give comedy clubs? I'm like, I tell them if they try and pay me in weed again, I'll fucking hit them in the throat. <laughs> I had a conversation this weekend because I have a corporate gig coming up this week, this next coming weekend at Comic-Con for National Geographic. I'm doing their their uh, Comic-Con after party. And their list of stuff was not only don't curse, no sexual innuendos. They had one because they had seen some of my sets. Marvel references only, no DC. Yeah, well, no, kind of. They <laughs> they said uh, one of your one of your jokes references the Discovery Channel. You're not allowed to talk about the Discovery <laughs> Channel. Jesus, <laughs> like, it's not Fight Club, guys. <laughs> so um, that's hilarious. So, anyways, um, I as I said in a previous episode, I was hounding these people for fucking weeks. I'm like, guys, I can't do an hour of corporate friendly material unless you send me. The fucking the, the, the guest list. Who's gonna be here? And by the way, it's for like an awards type ceremony for a chamber of commerce. Okay, right. so they're like, this business gets this award. I'm like, tell me about the business. Tell me about the guy who owns. I need something. Tell me about the nominees. Tell me about the. Give me something here. And again, uh, for all you new comics that listen to the show, you're like, how do, how would you possibly write like that much material for an hour with it that much to go? Trust me. It doesn't need to be that funny. You just need yeah. to know something <laughs> about them and make it mildly humorous, and they'll fucking die. That's Dude, just how it is. You could say, hey, Charles in accounting with that hat. Am I right? Right, and, and they'll, they'll just lose they'll their mind. But I'm not getting the info I need. So finally, with fucking three days to go, or may, maybe a little bit more, but definitely not a lot of time, I finally get the list. Now, first of all, I, I find out the mayor is going to be there. The mayor of, uh, I'm not going to tell you the city. Uh, so, uh, and so anyways, I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, tell me about the mayor. They're like, well, his name's Buck Howdy, and he's a Grammy-winning uh, rootin' tootin' cowboy singer for children. He won the Grammy for Best Spoken Word Artist for his song, Ah, Spooky Songs About Halloween. Who? Well, <laughs> oh. at least she got some material. <laughs> so I get to work writing about that guy. And then I find out like this other guy has some interesting stuff about him. I, I start writing it all down. I spend about three days straight in my study in my house, just under a fucking lamp, just sweating, writing all this shit, <laughs> telling my wife she cannot come in here. I got to fucking write an hour about these yokels. One of which is a singing cowboy. He's got the Buck Howdy album playing in the background. <laughs> I'm doing research here. Come on. I got By the time she comes in, he's just keeps typing, all work and no play, they cry to double. <laughs> Wendy, I told you, whatever I'm doing in here, whatever you hear me doing, don't come a knocking. A side note, Ryan bounced some ideas off a few of us, and we yeah. gave him a couple of pointers. So if he ever gets a Netflix special, I'm updating my credits to include former staff writer for Ryan Shore. <laughs> yes. okay. So anyways, I, I write an hour of material about these people, okay? Um, and uh, the day of, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm en route to the gig, I get a text like, oh, by the way, mayor won't be there. I'm like, <laughs> so that's like 25 mi minutes of material. Oof. Question, will there be somebody there named Buck Bowdy? Because I got some <laughs> rhyming jokes that I really need to work. So anyway, Buck Howdy won't be there. The, the singing cowboy that has the same trophy as Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, he's, he's got a Grammy and a bag of trick-or-treat candy. He's fixing to sing some songs about oh, checking Jesus. that shit for razor blades or whatever. So, which, anyways, which also goes to show you the level of priority this event has in this right. community. Yeah. Sure. The mayor's like, yeah, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a song about jack-o'-lanterns, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so anyway, I get there, and I've got, like, um, color-coded material. You know, I have uh, the names written so I can go down the list, because they want it to be, like, a, a roast-type deal. Right. But 
I, I know I've been in this business long enough where I know people that ask for a roast don't really want one. They, yeah. they don't want the kind of shit you see on Comedy Central that's right. like, oh, that nothing's off limits. They, right. they want backhanded compliments. No, no, they think they do, though. They, they think really they do. Think, but then they're like, oh, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. Yeah, that like, was just rude. How dare you? Like, you went after <laughs> some things that were too personal. So, no, you, you, you make backhanded compliments and you disguise them as, as, as roast jokes. Like, oh, my God, does this guy live in the gym or what? You know, like, like, and they'll just laugh. Like, it's a good thing I have a sense of humor about how in shape I am. Yeah. <laughs> so so they, they, they want to feel like they're being roasted, but not really. Um, right. So, anyways, I get there, and this guy running it, who's already got a drink in his hands, like, hey, man, I'm the guy running this here. He's like, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, anything you need for me? I'm like, yeah, well, already the guy I wrote the most material about is not here, apparently. <laughs> I was commissioned to write jokes about him. But anyway, uh, let me go through the list of people that they told me would be here. Uh, please just confirm they're here and then maybe point them out to me. <laughs> I'm like, first guy, this guy's like, oh, no, he's not here. And I'm like, <laughs> how about him? Nope, nope, didn't show. And I'm like, so I'm like, so ha- so I go through the list, half Wow. Half the people, the honor, the guests of honor, the guests of honor didn't show up. <laughs> and they paid me a lot of money to write jokes about them. Wow. And so the guy just goes, oh, yeah, they're all out here. Just write some jokes about other stuff here. I'm, I'm on in 20 minutes. Ah! He just goes, just write some other jokes. <laughs> what am I, Sultan? <laughs> so I have 20 minutes. And I went, hey, dude. I'm just doing these jokes. I don't care if they're here. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I go up there, and I just go, uh, so, so this guy didn't show up, but here's some things about him. <laughs> you should have gotten really hard into the roast jokes at that point. Like, use some real Jezelneck stuff, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, that would have so been hilarious. Th- I was, so now, I, I, now, by the way, the fact that these people aren't here these jokes are not hitting the way yeah. I would have hoped. Right. The way they would have been if these people were present. Right, and wearing Absolutely. the hat. So <laughs> I do this thing that I know that this is a weakness of mine in stand-up and probably a lot of comics. When I'm not doing well... Cry start, backstage? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I start going faster. I start zipping yeah, through yeah. the material. I don't want to sit up there. I'm not pausing for laughs when there are no laughs. Right, yeah. So You suddenly become a Marine on the beaches of Iwo Jima, and it's like... I don't know what I need to do, but I need to get off this beach as fast as possible. Whatever I need to, I'm double timing it. So here is how I was saved. Because we go through the first uh, block of the agenda, and I realized I've zipped through about 30 minutes of material in 15 minutes. (laughs) At this pace, I'm not going to make the time, I'm not going to fill the time that I'm required to do. (laughs) Starts going into old Seinfeld bits. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) It just starts over at the start of the material again. (laughs) A divine intervention occurred <laughs> because the guy that was uh, helping to run this whole thing, the guy that you know, was uh, uh, announcing the sponsors uh, that paid for me to say their names, and he'd like, uh, for instance, I'd be like, this next award, I, like, as I said, I'm giving away awards, is the, the Small Business of the Year Award. And this award is brought to us by, you know, uh, Pool Cleaners Poway. You know, like, so uh, they, they'd be like, uh, I'd hand the mic off to this guy, he'd be like, all right, this is a very special business uh, that sponsored this because they, they give a lot to uh, the boys and girls. They, they give a little something. Right. All these sponsors paid like 150 bucks for us to mention their name before giving out an award, all right? The guy that was quarterbacking me and helping to and, and put this whole event together and was like the head of the Chamber of Commerce, that this thing, he got so fucking drunk <laughs> that he just 
took over the mic <laughs> for the second half of the thing. Wow. I'd be like, I'd be trying to do my job and be like, all right, I'm going to give it back to Camille here. Uh, here you go. No, no, no. I want to say a few things. I want to say a few things. And he would just stand up there rambling drunk for like. And another thing about lives that matter. <laughs> and dude, dude, honestly, he would he, like. He did not. He got so drunk. There was like a guest of honor there, like this really old, like ninety-five year old guy that like started the Chamber of Commerce, and everyone loves him. And like e- even in his nineties, he still like pounds the pavement, getting businesses to join the Chamber of Commerce, even though he, there's no money in it for him. Like he's just this beloved old mummy, Bobby. You'd love him. Uh, and like everyone loves the guy. And like the guy forgot that he'd already given a nice speech about him, and did it four more times. Oh, he's like, amazing. so he did this really nice speech when he was only. Half in the bag, and he's this like, guy is like a, a member of the. He's the head of the of the chamber, oh. so they're all just 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 they just all have to listen to him. And so he's like, and by the way, he looks exactly like Hank from Breaking Bad. So just <laughs> imagine <laughs> Hank from Breaking Bad in a suit that's really drunk. And every time I try and go up and do a little shtick for that I've prepared, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, come on, bring the comedian. We paid him a lot to be here." Hold on, though. He like he like shoved me in the chest back. Like nah, nah, I'm taking over here. And like so, so he gives this speech. Like that's what I was saying about this guy. And like he gets choked up, which was a nice moment. He's like, right. you just uh, you really inspire us. And uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting choked up here, but you know he over the last thirty years, this guy's done a lot. And um, you know, I just want to say that about Mister So and So. And a big round of applause. Then I go up, I give a few awards out. Uh, I'm like, well, let's hear something about some more sponsors. And he goes up, oh, oh, I just want to say a few words. There's a gentleman here who's been with the chamber 30 years. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> everyone looks around like, oh, my God, he's saying the same speech with <laughs> the same guy. He's like, I'm getting choked up here. And then he did it two more times. Oh, that's amazing. So anyways. Uh, uh, he, little did you know, the old timer actually had Alzheimer's. He was doing it to be polite <laughs> so he wouldn't forget. My favorite thing about this is now in the future when that guy tells this story about this night, He's going to be like, hey, I ever tell you about the time I upstaged a professional oh, yeah. comedian? Oh, yeah. And you know what? Took the, the thing- mic from him. He cried. You know, <laughs> you know what? The whole time, for, the whole time, he's just monopolizing this mic and, and rambling to a bunch of people who suddenly don't want to be there anymore, <laughs> despite the free booze and food. Like, uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, Ryan, Ryan's off on the side writing new material about this guy's drinking problem. <laughs> uh, well, well, this is going to kill. I, uh, I did mention that, and, <laughs> and it did not go over. So I abandoned those jokes right away. But you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? This guy, it's a corporate gig. So this guy paid me to be here to, to talk for three hours, basically. Yeah. If he wants to get drunk and be the star and play star, what oh, yeah. the fuck ever, Absolutely. man. He, he has paid me a, an amount that I will fully allow him to say, hey, I once upstaged a professional comedian. <laughs> I'll be like, and I, if I'm sitting right there, I'm like, yep, totally did. In fact, you can do it next time, too, for the amount you paid me. And at one point, some uh, some uh, pretty girl was talking to us it, like after I'd done the roast, and I roasted him a little bit. He's like, He said drunkenly, like, yeah, he's lucky he uh, didn't go too hard on me. He'd be li- he'd be limping out of here on broken <laughs> legs, and like, he like flat out said this right in front of me, like this like, like this empty threat. Yeah. He's drunk and trying to impress this like cougar lady, <laughs> and like all I can think is is like you know what. You're, let him have it. He's, yeah. pay, he's also paying you to be like, I'm like, I could kick one of these guys' legs out from under him. I don't, I'm like, you know what? Yes, you're very scary, <laughs> Mr. Guy paying Dave, me. Dave, I think you're actually wrong. I think the way he's going to phrase it is, is even better. It's going to be one time 
we had this event that we hired a comedian for. He showed up and he just said, hey, I'm unprepared. I don't know what to say. Where are all these I people? I saved the show. Yeah. yeah. And so I had to step in and take over for the comedian. Yeah. He wrote all these jokes about people that weren't even there. Ryan goes back and amends the contract. Like, every time this dude tells a story about staging me, I get a residual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I think that's going to my next contract now that I know how to write one. It's considered syndication. Now, I got to tell you guys, and I am a little proud of myself, uh, is because I've always been no uh, secret out of the fact that when it comes to stand-up, I'm a whore for money. This, this corporate thing mm. is a good oh, yeah. example. Sure. And, you know, I've gotten the business from some... Uh, purists as we like to call them in the comedy scene like oh, Ryan's not a real comic anymore he just does it for money I, I'm at this club every night for free that's where real <laughs> comedy is he does fucking bleh. I've gotten that from people and to them I say fuck you I, 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 whatever joy you get out of out of your pride of performing for free I get that from paying a bill with fucking stand up <laughs> right. so it always has occurred to me like do you have a limit though because there, 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 uh, there's always these corporate gigs like even if they told me how it would go uh, th- this past uh, Friday, like, you're going to get there. None of the people you wrote jokes about are going to actually have shown up. A drunk guy is going to take over the mic. He's going to make an empty threat to impress some lady. And then he's going to ramble and for the rest of his life t- say he upstaged you. Do you still want to do it? I'd look at the numbers and go, yup. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I always have thought, like, is there a line that you would not cross? And I finally found it. <laughs> I was offered... An exorbitant amount of money. That's a lot because that's not even a word. (laughs) Isn't it? Exorbitant. Exorbitant? Exorbitant. Exorbitant. Fuck you, Bobby. (laughs) I was offered a lot of a a big amount (laughs) of money to be flown to Florida and perform at a all-gay elderly nudist colony naked. Why didn't you accept? Bobby's like, can I have the contract? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who looks bad? Yeah. <laughs> no, I finally, I looked at the number and, I, and, and all the perks, and I went, oh, fuck. And boy, did I think about it. Boy, did I think about it. But I did turn it down. First of all, my one-time mentor offered it to me. He was a gay man who makes a lot of money down there in the, uh, the, uh, the Keys. And um, he, uh, he, I was like, oh, man, I just, he goes, he tries to sweeten the deal. He goes, you don't have to be that funny. I'm like, <laughs> what about I don't have to be that naked? What if that's it? <laughs> Why couldn't you just let me have that and just make me think that, like, my talent is why you offered right. this? And he goes, there's just old obese men that want to see dick. Any dick. I'm like, any dick? You had to go there. Could you, now that you've already said Now Bobby this, really wants this contract. <laughs> My name's Any Dick. Now that you've already told me I'm not giving you this because you're funny. By the way, your dick's not that good either. Yeah. Couldn't you just let me have that? <laughs> but anyway, I finally said no. I finally turned down a large amount of money. Finally. Because I, for some reason, I was just like, I sat there. Oh, I had to pray on it, Bobby. Do You best believe. <laughs> I had to pray on it. But I was like, you know what? When I listen to comics I respect, the guys that like made it in their 40s, you know, your Bill Burrs and stuff, their career is littered with all the shit I'm doing now. Yeah. You know, the, like, uh, uh, I had to play the shitty bar gig. No one was there. Someone tried to beat me up. Uh, I had to play the shitty corporate gig. Some drunk guy took over the mic, and they said fucking write jokes, but people weren't there. None of them have a naked gig in their rearview mirror. Mm. And I figured that might be just the last piece of my dignity that I'm just going <laughs> to save for later. Or that could have been the thing that catapults you to start up. Absolutely. Oh, I fucked up. 
so Dave, speaking of uh, homophobes like Ryan, we just had <laughs> we we got the subtext of what you were saying. Uh, we just had Pride here, Pride weekend. Absolutely, uh, you were a bartender at Pride, right? Yeah, it's fun. I did it last year. I did this year again. It's a long day. I You're on the oh, inside part, the paper, part. in the festival. Another one of these people capitalizing on on gay culture to yep. make a profit. Uh-huh. You're no different than Bank Absolutely. of America, Dave. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Pride is always fun. So we just moved to being like now our new house is like four blocks from Pride. I and thought so, you were say our new house is gay friendly. Yeah, <laughs> it's always been gay friendly, Dave. It's not Ryan's house. We we finally have gender neutral bathrooms. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we, we like went out and did the thing, and we take my son out there anyway, even before we moved out there to Pride and just see because it's it's really fun. Actually, it's like really fun to watch people around. And by the way, anybody who's slightly homophobic and is like, why would you go to Pride? Well, never seen so many boobs in real life on like just an average day in my life. That's always great. There's just boobs walking around, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you can't have sex with them. They're lesbians. Who cares? I can't have sex with any other women. I have a wife. <laughs> I still like boobs." By the way, I was sitting. This is a side note. I, we uh, some friends came and joined us. We were having a little picnic out there, and uh, this Aussie guy who's uh, who's dating one of our friends Kate, showed up, and I was like, "Yeah, how about all these boobs?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but most of them suck. They're horrible boobs." And I was like. I've just never been disappointed by boobs. I've never seen <laughs> boobs in the wild and been like, dang, those suck. Like it's always it's always like, woohoo, or like, yeah, all right, boobs. You know who that guy is? Huh. He's a guy that doesn't give you a thank you hand because he yeah. appreciates <laughs> nothing. That's right. He that doesn't is right. appreciate anything. Who sees boobs just free in nature, walking around, and then starts lamenting about how they're not the boobs. And they I'll want. tell you another thing. If a woman shows you her boobs, you give her a thank you. Hand. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, what's up? You give her the way. Thank you. Nice. I give. I actually give two. One for each nipple. Just say, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun event. You see all kinds of crazy. I almost feel like the furries are trying to to take over Pride because there's a lot of furry friendly and people into the furry scene. But I think my best Pride moment yesterday was towards the end of the day. I'd been there for maybe twelve hours, you know, bartending, and a couple of uh, old. Uh, Bear leather daddies came up to where I was serving beer. Yeah. That was me, you idiot. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't want to out you. I'm sorry. No, but they walked up, and one of them turned to the other. He's like, yeah, let's get a drink. Then I need to go find a leather daddy whose mouth I can piss in. <laughs> and I was like, I just said, well, you're at the right place. What do you guys need? <laughs> so the other guy's like, wow, you didn't even flinch at that. I'm like, no, I'm at pride. I know exactly what's happening here. What do you guys want? <laughs> I think they were just impressed that it didn't shake. Oh, me they were at all. they were trying to shake the hetero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I respect that. It's it's an amazing event. The the population of downtown gets way huge. It's here's how disruptive the event is. My phone randomly two nights ago at the big height of pride just said like no more internet service. It was like too many people are here. You don't get internet service anymore. That's funny. Yeah. You know what I've noticed though? Uh, I, I've seen a lot of lamenting in the LGBT community. Is the uh, they're starting to turn on each other a little bit? Uh, did, did Why? You, do you know what the term "gold star gays" is? Well, the term "gold yes. star families" refers to uh, the family of somebody who was perished in active duty in the military, and so by that, I'm going to say it's a person who died while performing a dangerous <laughs> gay act. There should be a medal for that, but no. <laughs> uh, I think "gold star" means that they've never been with the opposite gender. Right, right. They've never been with the opposite gender. And by the way, wait, I, what? That's like uh, that is their rank now. Yeah, they 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 feel themselves superior to other gays. Yeah. It's like a purity never, test. It's yeah. like the Starbucks. 
Rockabilly Sneetches. Yeah, yeah. That's like, you know, but by the way, I know plenty of heteros that have never been with some of the heteros right, yeah, other yeah. sex too, and there's nothing special about that. I would them. find somebody incredibly bigoted if they were bragging about that. No, but th- there's there's this whole thing going on where like full on gays are like are like don't want bisexuals there because mm. they're not really gay. And and then and then like even the full on gays, like the, the gold star gays don't even want the full on gays if they ever had a period where they weren't gay uh, or didn't know they were. Like it, it, it's starting to get very, very competitive. Gold star gays. Like, do you actually get a badge? Like does somebody hand you one of those stickers that you get when you're eight for cleaning it's up the classroom? A, it's more of a bedazzles type situation. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's call it a week here. Before we go, um, exciting little announcement. Bobby, you uh, want to tell about them when the next Nerd Night is, please? Nerd Night, first Tuesday of every month, 32 North Brewing at 6.30 p.m. And then if you happen to be over at Comic-Con this Saturday, I will be doing the Nat Geo Comic-Con after party. It is a private event, so I can't get you in, but if you happen to get in, I will be there hosting that. And also during Comic-Con, come down to Madhouse every night. We have a lot of fun events going on. A lot of Comic-Con guests will be performing on our stage. Awesome. Okay, so now you know uh, our listeners know that I I produce uh, now two uh, brewery shows that run monthly, and they've sold out every single time. Both are naked. (laughs) They've been very very good to me. So uh, the next Burning Beard Brewery show is going to be uh, July 18th. Uh, The next Alpine Comedy Show is going to be July 26th. Uh, and I'm proud to announce right now the launching of my third brewery Jesus, show. man. September 25th will be the launch of 13 Point Brewery in Lemon Grove, California. I've launched the third site. Wow. <laughs> nice. That's so awesome. Th- so that'll be That's a monthly exciting. show as well? That'll be a monthly show. Uh, this one is going to be the hardest one that I've ever done because this is going to be uh, more seats than, than either Burning Beard or Alpine. Uh, and it, instead of being on a Thursday or Friday like Burning Beard and Alpine, respectively, it's going to be on a Wednesday. Wow! It's going to be it's going to be a show to break up your week. Uh, but uh, you know what? They believe in me that I can sell it out like I've done the other two shows. And I'm going to I'm going to go for it. This so, is a, this is a good trend. Three breweries down, 274 breweries to go. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And then when you get out of East County, <laughs> right? This will probably also be the last East County one I do. Yeah. After, after that, I'm going to strictly be taking breweries outside of San Diego County, probably. So, anyways. Uh, if you're in the uh, Lemon Grove area on September 25th, that'll be the pilot show to see if that. Well, it'll we'll see we'll see if it'll be my monthly mm. show depending on how it goes. Anyways, I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying see you next week cruising with the twos. <laughs> I'll kill you all. You think you're better than me? Motherfucking time is passing by